Welcome to Scrappy, the podcast about small companies doing big things. I'm your host, Chris Stragus. My father always said, take care of the people that take care of you. These guys and girls that work for me are all just top shelf. And um, without them, I don't have a business. It's been a little while since we wrapped up our first season. In case you missed it, you can go to scrappypod.com to hear the inspiring stories from 10 pretty amazing people. A lot has changed since then. The global pandemic from COVID-19 has affected just about every aspect of our lives, and we've had to adapt the best way we can. Throughout this spring and summer, we're busy building our next season. But in the meantime, we've heard so many great stories about ordinary people in small businesses stepping up their game to take care of others. So we decided to do a couple of mini episodes to bring some of those folks to light. Mike Morin is co-owner of Federico's Pizza in New Jersey. When the governor made the decision to close most walk-in businesses in an effort to curb the spread of COVID-19, Mike and his brother Brian sprung into action in an effort to take care of the people that worked for them, even while Brian caught the virus as well. My name is Michael Morin. I am a co-owner of uh, Federico's Pizza in Belmar. It's uh, 700 Main Street, uh, Belmar, New Jersey. Federico's has been in business, uh, I think we're going on uh, 25 years now. So we're pretty much established. It's a family business, right? Yeah. Well, my father was always, uh, you know, in the corporate trucking industry. Um, And he, you know, it's just like a lot of other people, they, you know, corporate, it burns you out. So he said, you know, let's do something on the side. You know, he had four kids. So, and three of us were going through college at the time. And uh, that's pretty much when we bought it. It was a small store. We did a lot of pickup delivery. There was only like maybe, um, I want to say seven, eight tables in the front. So I think it was 16 or 17 years ago, we bought the building diagonal across the street, which was much bigger. Inside we have 80 seats. Outside we have a patio area that's, that's like uh, has an awning. So in the summer we open up the patio. So it's been it's been good to us. How many how many pizzas do you make on an average day? Not not average. counting COVID average. Uh, yeah, um, I on the average, I mean. Like a Friday night, you'll do, you know, 300. In the summer, you know, you know, a couple hundred pies, maybe maybe a night. Yeah, and then we do a lot of dinners too. Sat, it's funny, Friday night's pizza night, Saturday night's dinner night, so. <laughs> so let's dive in a little bit to, to what we're talking about today. Uh, when you noticed COVID was going to start to present a challenge and, and the, the restrictions were going to start to pre- present a challenge. Um, at, that, at the very beginning, how were you expecting it to play out? What did you think was going to happen in terms of the, from the business front? So we figured we'd be okay because like our dining room is more, um, it's a lot busier, like Friday, Saturday, obviously all year, but in, in the summer, it's a lot busier because you get more more of a crowd. So during the week, it was, you know, it's sporadic. Um, but we thought we'd be okay, but we didn't realize the extent of, um, you know, it's the first time ever, you know, the government steps in and says, you got to close your restaurant. Once that hit, it was like, holy crow. 
because I think that hit. I think we had the close. I think it was um, on March. I think it was St. Patty's Day. I think it's when they 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 locked us down and said you you know you pretty much there's no inside seating. And then with that we do a lot of catering, so it, it took took a huge hit. Like, um, and you, you really you weren't prepared. Nobody knew. You know, you look around. Everybody's like, you know, you can close for two weeks, a month, whatever, and then. How are these people going to survive? How so, many How many employees do you have, or did you have at the time? We have 20. We get a couple more waitresses in the, in the summer, just because, like I said, the inside's a lot busier. But uh, that's pr- pretty much what we keep on. You decided at some point to take out a loan uh, as a way to shore up the business and to make sure that your employees were taken care of. What was Walk me through a little bit of the, the thought process behind that. It's funny that it wasn't, it was, um, it was basically, it was a, it was a two minute discussion. Like, Hey, Fry, you know, um, you want to, let's make sure we have money aside to take care of the people that take care of us all year. And that they, they've helped us do some really harsh times. Um, so let's, let's just take money out and, and then we'll put it aside. If we don't need it, we give it back. If you know, let's just have it. It's just in case we need it. And it was like, okay. And that was it. We went, got it, and it was done. Because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, you're supposed to take care of, you know, the people that are there for you, you know? So for, for him and I, it was kind of like, the, you know, it wasn't even a second thought. It was just like, because that's what you should do, you know? So th- how did the community respond overall? Oh, it was amazing. Like, uh, you know, I guess, it was funny. My my delivery guy, you know, a bunch of them used to, you know, as soon as the story hit, we were getting calls from all over, like, the United States. Um, people just calling, saying thank you. People wanting to um, donate. And we're like, well, we're not. The first night, I, I had to go down there. I was off. It was a Sunday. And uh, I kept trying to call to get through, and I couldn't get through. So I went down there. and. Uh, I ended up staying and working because there was phones were off the hook. And, and my brother's looking at me. He's like, Mike, I don't know what's going on. He said, I'm getting calls from like Arkansas. I'm getting calls from Florida. Like they want to donate. What are we going to do? I said, I said, I don't know, Brian. It's like, we're taking donations. We didn't do this for like to, to, for donations. And then at that point we said, you know what? It was like, another, like I said, it was like a two second conversation. I'm like, you know what, Brian? Let's take the donations. It'll keep our people working, and we'll donate the food. You know, we'll donate the food to the hospitals, the the the, uh, um, the police, the fire, the EMTs in the town. So we got the word out that you know we were doing that, and people started donating more. And we ended up we go to the hospital. We we were in the beginning for the first month. It's twice a day. Now we scale back. We go at least once a day with donated food. My guys are working. So we got, we've been taking care of the hospitals. You ended up having to close your business for about 10 days, I think, right? Because yeah. your brother and co-owner tested yeah. positive. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, that was a little crazy because he, he was fine. And then he went home and then in the morning I got a call. I said, ah, he said, ah, I don't really feel good. I was like, all right, well, let's figure this out. And he goes, he's like, Mike, I have I have a little fever and a cough. I go, all right, so we're closing. 
because that's what you're supposed to do. If anyone has symptoms or whatever, I'm not going to put it. We don't want to put anybody else in jeopardy. So we made the decision within a couple minutes. We said, you know what? We're just going to close it, figure it out. He's going to go get tested and and go from there. And thank God we did because he ended up having it. I think it was the right call. People were like, well, you know, some people were saying, well, you don't have to close it. And like even the doctors were saying, well, technically you don't have it because you didn't get the test. But like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, we have to close it because I'm not yeah. putting anybody else in jeopardy. Like, I don't care, you know. Do you, yeah. do you have a symptom? You close it, you figure it out later. Because I know there's a, you know, a lot of places, you know, you see it now, the meatpacking industry, all that stuff. Like sure. they're, they're making people go to work and it's just keep, keeps going. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's spreading and getting worse. Yeah, yeah. So how's your brother doing? How did, did he, did he get very sick or? He had a cough for two days and he had a, um, uh, a mild fever, like 101. That was it for like two days, and then he was good. And he, you know, he he stayed out for like two weeks, and then uh, we just decided ten days because the the um, the, um, the doctor we spoke with four or five doctors, and they said, well, you know, you, as long as he's not there, you're fine. But we said, no, nah, let's give everybody a break, um, and then we'll reopen it ten, ten days later. I'm glad to hear that he's healthy and and he came through it okay. Yeah. Thank you. So what? Uh, you sound to me like the kind of guy who who doesn't uh, generally uh, take a lot of time off. You sound like you love your job. You love to work. Uh, you I, love what you do. Yeah. What did you do yeah. for ten days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love being with my my family too. Like uh, it's uh, we split it up pretty good. But it, I have uh, I love what I do. Before this, it, it's so funny. Before this, it's like oh, everyone always thought, oh, I just need a couple days to myself, a couple days. To and then you get it, and you're like, "What the heck am I going to do with myself?" <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody, yeah. I've never seen, I've never seen more people ready to go to work. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. In even, my whole life. Yeah, even my children. They're like, oh, <laughs> I have three kids, and they're like, I can't wait to go back to school. I'm like, what? The heck is this? <laughs> I think that what you're, you know, what you're doing with the the donations you mentioned a few minutes ago is is very inspiring. Where you're you're donating food to the to the people on the front line of this thing it's it's such a great um such a great kind of thank you it's it's it and it's it makes you feel good because it makes you feel like you're doing something yeah you know everybody sits there and like you know what can i do what can i do and well you know and that was the one of the biggest things when we had to close for 10 days i'm like damn i'm like i'm sorry (laughs) okay that's okay (laughs) um uh i was like that was one of the biggest things. I'm like, Oh, we were doing, you know, we're going helping out the healthcare workers and, you know, we were doing our thing as best as we could. And and then that stopped. And that, that, that kind of upset me. I was reading an article uh, that was written about you guys. And, and you had mentioned some, some, uh, some advice that your father had given you when it came time to sort of wrap your head around that two minute conversation of wrapping your head around, taking out a loan to, to make sure your employees were covered. Your, yeah. your dad gave you some good advice. What was that? My father always said, take care of the people that take care of you. I mean, because you, you can't really leave them in the street, uh, you know, a time of need. That, and that's the thing. These 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 guys and girls that work for me are all just top shelf. And um, without them, I don't have a business. I mean, you got to do something. 
you know i i think i just i have so many things going in my head like why how come we did this there's other people that could have done it my brother and i could have just take you know just made sure our families were safe and 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 the hell with everybody else but that's not the type of people we are so now that you've lived through or are living through this this strange and unique experience of um, this pandemic and and not knowing exactly how it's going to play out for the next couple of months or the next year what would what would your advice to somebody be it's easy just to give up but it's it's hard to figure it out that's what I'm learning like there's so much so many different things you, if you gotta you know just figure it out because it's not going to get figured out for you. All right. Well, here you can settle. You can settle a couple of debates for me. A couple of raging debates. New, <laughs> New York style or Chicago style? Oh, wow. I'm going to honestly, I've never had. I want to try Chicago style, but I you got you got to give New York you style. Gotta. OK, good. You got it. What's your what's the most popular pizza? Most popular pizza, I yeah. would say, is it's I I, I, I got to say it's got to be pepperoni. I mean, it's classic. That's the number. That's the number one topping. So I'm going to say pepperoni. Um, I like pepperoni. All right. And, and the other debate, pineapple or no pineapple? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no pineapple. I, I don't understand it. I think we sell one, one a one a week, maybe. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Summertime is near. Skies are getting Thanks for listening to Scrappy. You can go to scrappypod.com to listen back to all of season one, and find us at ScrappyPod on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter to learn when all new episodes drop, including season two coming up later this year. See you.